Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Certainly uh, amazing feeling uh, for me and my family. And I'm very thankful and appreciative of, of the opportunity I have every day. I've said that to you guys before, and I'm um, very appreciative of the Pagulas and um, for believing in me and putting me in this uh, opportunity and for what they do. They, they want to they wanna see us have success, and they give us every opportunity to do that. And, you know, I, I've said this probably a million times, but I feel like such a uh, it's an honor to have this job. It's such a responsibility to our players, our coaching staff, our whole organization, and our community, and the Sabres fans to get this right. And so for me, it's exciting, but uh, it's it's focused on how do we get better now. Right. In that sense, Kevin, how mindful are you that the job is not done yet and you've got this team still has some ways to go? Yeah, I mean, we, we have a long way to go. We have to earn everything. And, you know, this time last year we talked a lot about we have to earn the respect within our locker room of each other. We have to earn the respect um, through the staff. Uh, we have to earn the fans' respect. We have to earn the media respect. Um, and I think our guys took that to heart and they, they took some big steps last year um, and connecting with, you know, what it means to be a Sabre and really showing, um, you know, that they want to be here for the right reasons. And But we're nowhere near where we need to be, um, where we want to be, and we're going to push every day to get there. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, – I think in this job, you know, you, you have to wake up every day figuring out ways to get better, figuring out ways to help your players, help the coaching stuff, help the organization be better than you were the day before, regardless um, of you know what you've done the year before, where you are in the standings, and that's always been my mindset. Kevin, communication was something that Terry cited when Botts was let go. It was something that he cited yesterday as one of your strengths and uh, one of the things he was happy about. When you think about developing that through all facets of the organization, you've made that a priority. How tough has that process been? What was that process like to kind of bring this a fractured organization together? Well, I think about it, Mike, in a, in a few different ways. One, communication um, to ownership is something that I is every day. You know, I'm I'm talking every day. Um, communication within 
are, if you take it, you know, down to the team within our locker room and the coaching staff is is so critical um, to how we're going to build this um, together. And, you know, I feel like sitting and having breakfast or having a coffee and just talking to our players about their families or what they did in the offseason and just being myself and just making sure that people understand what the vision is and how we're going to how we're going to do this together and just you know doing that every day and being consistent and you know that's just me being myself and just you know not trying to be something I'm not so that's that's another piece and then the last piece within the organization you know one of the things that that I did day one on the job was try to take down any walls that there were within the hockey department towards the the other parts of the organization I mean we will not get to where we need to be without the marketing department and community relations and finance and operations. I mean, there's just so many ticketing, um, so much that goes on day to day. And those people have to, one, feel valued in what they do um, by the hockey department and the players. Two, they have to be supported. They have hard jobs. They need to understand what the vision is here so they can they can execute their jobs. So. Um, it's something you have to work at daily, but you know what, Mike, at the end of the day, treat people the right way, do the right things. Um, no one in this organization should feel that they're more valuable than anyone else, and that's from players through the, through coaching staff, myself, and you know anyone in the organization. I, and I believe that when you have that mindset and then you do that every day, um, people buy in and believe in what's happening. Yeah, but when we talked in March, you talked about taking a deep dive into injuries and Taking a real look at it through the summer, what kind of things did you come up with to try to reduce some of the injury problems that you've had? And do you have the same training staff? Did you make any changes to the medical staff? What, what did you come up with? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad you asked the question, Paul, because you know this was maybe for me the first off season where uh, I had a little more time to do that. And uh, you, you know there was so much going on in you know, those first couple of years, and every day was um, you know almost felt like surviving where you. I didn't feel like some of these things that um, I could really take a deep dive on, and I, that was a priority. So what we did at the start of the offseason was really sit down and look at you know our injuries last year. Okay, what were they, and why, and how, and you know, is it a soft tissue? Is it is it overuse? Is there is it just um, you know a bruise, a bone bruise, where it's just block a shot, and it's what it is. So you have to understand why. I talked to our doctors a lot, um, in, you know, early in the off season about what they're seeing. They're the experts. You know, what was happening, what was their take on it, and then I had individual meetings with everybody in the sports performance department, and I wanted to understand one from the injury standpoint what was going on, and then two, probably more importantly, to be honest, what was going to be our process of how we get our players back and healthy. And what we've worked on this off season was. Being process oriented on that, communicating better, um, flow of information from doctor to player, player to sports performance, sports performance to coaching staff to me, um, having everybody um, you know part of that process and being updated on you know daily, weekly basis, and then ultimately funneling that up to a last meeting we had two weeks ago to get everybody in the room um, and just kind of tighten up. Our, our process and protocols and communication with ultimately the doctors signing off at the end, um, you know, for a return to play. So it's kind of a long answer, but it's a long process. And I do feel good. Um, what I did make very clear to our staff right in the beginning was this isn't finger pointing. This isn't blaming. Uh, no one's saying that you're at fault because we had 
certain man games lost, I just want to understand why. That's my job. I have to ask questions and, and get the answers. And I feel very confident that we're all on the same page now. And when we do have something come up, that we have a plan. And maybe last year at this time, we just weren't quite um, good enough with our planning um, all around. So I feel a little bit better where we're at. Do you, have to, do you feel you have to maybe change some of the training that's done, whether it's practices, whether it's off-ice training? Does some of that have to change? Yeah, well, that's, it's, a great, it's a great question. And that's, you know, honestly, the, the game evolves every year, and there's so much more information and data. And Donnie Granado and the coaches have a really good with sitting with our sports performance team and led by Ed Gannon and just understanding um, workloads and where guys are at and maybe today they need to back off a little bit or there's probably extra days last year that we gave players the day off totally because they just needed it and that was based on not as much Donnie and the coaching staff but more based on uh, the sports science so that communication is critical um, and then Donnie really knows after every practice which drill he does gets our players at certain levels um, and so he might <clears throat> go shorter in a practice but knowing he can do these two or three drills to get what he needs so that's all the communication that uh, started last year but we'll be better with this year and um, you know they have they have tough jobs you know those are not easy jobs but um, I feel confident with with where we're at now. Kevin a, a year ago you were unfortunately stripping Jack of his captaincy do you have uh, do you have an outline of what your plan on captain is for the season? Yeah, we'll have a captain this year. Um, we've talked a lot about it in the off season. Uh, that's something that we're still going to spend you know a little bit of time on over the next um, you know week or two. But we'll we'll have that before the regular season. You know our leadership group and. You know, what I'll say, honestly, where I get really excited is <clears throat> it's great to have a captain and assistant captains, but it's also great to have leaders within your locker room that maybe aren't, uh, don't have an A, um, whether that's a veteran player. Or, you know, I look at some of our younger players like uh, a Samuelson or Cousins or guys like Peyton Krebs. These guys have been captains, you know, for growing up in the different teams. So um, we'll, we'll make that announcement. We'll, we'll get that up before the regular season starts and have it in place. But I also... We want to create an environment and a culture, John, where it, the guys can come in and be themselves every day. And whether that's a rookie or that's a that's a veteran, it's they get to be who they are. And I think when you do that, then you're giving chance um, for the players to be the best version of themselves. And I and some guys are quiet, some guys are loud, some guys lead by example, some guys um, are always talking. You know, and one of the best leaders I've ever been around was Rod Brindamore, and he didn't say much. So there's, <clears throat> we have that different kind of dynamic in our locker room, but we'll get to that um, soon. But we also feel good about the bigger group of leaders we have in the room. Kevin, the Tage contract, people were surprised that it came so suddenly. I mean, you had time. Why didn't you do it now? Why the commitment? Well, you've heard me talk a lot about. Um, as we build this roster, we're, we're working towards setting it up for sustainable success, and we want to make sure that we identified our core, we identified the players that truly want to be here that are going to be part of this for the long term, and we didn't want to make decisions or go do things that might block us from being able to do that. So this is an example now of where we made a decision. Um, we felt it was the right decision, get Tage long term, and we, we also know we're going to have I mean, plenty more of those um, coming, which is a great thing because that means our own you know players are developing and becoming better. Um, for Tage 
specifically, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. You don't ever make these decisions in a vacuum. You really look at every possible thing. You look at the intangibles, like what are they like from a character standpoint? What are they like, you know, off the ice? Where are they loved by their teammates, the coaches? What are they like in the community? How do they handle things? So you look at all what I call intangibles, and then you look at, you know, what you can really quantify from a number standpoint. And, um, and then you're projecting out, do we believe this player will continue to grow and get better? Do they have the right kind of that growth mindset where regardless of what their contract status is, they're going to get up every day and try to get better. And that's Tage Thompson to a T. And the one other thing I'll say about Tage is, <clears throat> you know, I've been asked quite a bit about, you know, he had, you know, one year, you call it one year of, you know, high-end production and, you know, getting this type of deal. I actually look at it a little bit differently where I love that he went through a lot of adversity to get to where he got to in his career. He had a lot of challenges as a young player. He He's put in a high-profile trade. He spent time in the minors. He's been through a tough injury. He was scratched. He was on the taxi squad. I mean, and none of this stuff kept him down. It wasn't what was me. It's I'm going to get better, and I'm going to figure out a way to have success. So I actually think that body of work that he put together um, gives me personally comfort that he's the type of player we want to have here for a long time. Kevin, you said you guys have a long way to go, but how do you feel about where this entire organization is at now compared to even a year ago? And what do you envision that next step being? This offseason, you sent a message to everybody in that room that you weren't going to go spend money to try to bring somebody in above them. Yeah, Lance, I think um, you know everybody would stand here in my position and start a training camp and across the league, and everybody has the same goal. Everybody wants to win a Stanley Cup. You want to be holding that trophy at the end of the year, and that's important. That's why we do what we do and, and the focus we have every day. But I think you have to, Donnie and I talk about this a lot, you have to narrow the focus. You have to shrink it down and really start to get in the moment of, okay, what do I need to do today? How do we win the day? How do we win the moments? And we talk a lot about that internally of let's, let's win the moments, let's win the day, and then it's going that process of doing that's going to exponentially raise the level, the standard of everybody in our locker room and our organization. The outcome of doing that over time will lead us to where we believe um, we can get to. So for me, yeah, I'm excited about you know the group we have. I'm excited about where we're at. I know we're young, and I know we have players that you know are going to go through ups and downs. Um, it's just the nature of it. But I stood in front of the team yesterday, and I looked the guys in the eye, and I was excited you know, about this group and, and what's being built here. But the challenge is to get better every day. Um, the challenge is to make sure that we hold each other accountable um, to be our best, and that's all of us. And, you know, if we do that, then I, I really believe we're going to take steps. Kevin, when you saw the prospects challenge, do you have even more belief now of the young depth that you have in your organization now? Yeah, I do. I uh I was really proud of the way our, our guys competed. You know, just sat and had breakfast with the development staff actually this morning and you know, and I, I made a comment to them that, you know, what was really nice to see was we know when we draft these players, this, the, there's so much work that Jerry Ford and his staff does. Um, you see the skill, you see the talent, but sometimes when it raises and you have to really compete and you know, you're saying, Okay, where are we gonna be? Our guys competed. Um, I think they fed off the energy. I don't know if you guys were at Harbor Center. It was awesome. You know, two of those games sold out and just the chance in the crowd. And I think it gave our, our prospects a little bit of a spark and a little bit of a, wow, okay, this is, this is what it's like to be here in Buffalo. So I was proud of the effort. I thought Seth and the guys did a really nice job. Um, just 
like helping the guys relax but be intense at the same time, finding that, that balance and just going out and playing fearless. Injuries, anybody not ready for camp? Uh, uh, overall, um, for, uh, we had a couple from rookie camp that are kind of day-to-day Bloom and Berzalo, um that missed the end of camp there. Um, but overall, um, guys came in good shape, healthy, ready to go. Um, there's some guys that we'll, you know, we'll monitor a little bit during camp and to make sure we don't overdo it. Um, you know, 40 year olds and all that stuff. So, uh, um, but you know, we're 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 healthy and the guys are ready to go. Kevin, does does your extension reflect you at least temporarily taking over any of the duties of team president in Kim's absence? And secondly. Has Matthew Pagula been elevated to any official role, given we, what we saw from him at the draft and in the in the room on the embed video during free agency? Yeah, no, Matthew. Uh, start with with Matthew. I mean, you know, he's a great kid. He's he's uh, it's amazing actually before our eyes. You know, when Pagula's bought the team, the age, and you know here he is. And uh, you know what I've told him and um, and all of the Pagula kids is the door is always open. Come in, spend as much time as you want. You could be anywhere you want to be, sit with me, um, practice games, you want to go on a trip, whatever it is. And I, I just, I think it's important to have transparency within, you know, our organization and within their family to know that they're on the team and they should be excited to be here with us. Um, so, no, nothing's changed with Matthew. I think he's, uh, he's you know, starting to learn and he also spends time over with Brandon in the football ops and, you know, kind of just finding his way. Um, in terms of my role, nothing's changed. You know, I'm... I am the general manager. I will always, and I've told this to Terry and Kim and the, the business you know, side as well, that I'm always going to help in any way I can. Um, and if they need me, I'm here for them. But you know, my day-to-day responsibility is focused on this hockey team being the general manager. Kevin, now that the camp is here, you have the, the way the roster is set up right now, there's going to be, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of competition, but is, is that something you want to set that bar for, for the younger guys to say, hey, listen, if you want it, you got to take it? Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I look at it a little bit differently. I think there's a lot of competition internally. You know, I think that um, when players come to camp, we want them to have the mindset you have to earn everything. You have to earn your spot within the team. You have to earn your spot within the organization. You have to earn the ice time you get. Um, and our players want that. You know, and like for me, it's that uh, it's I love the way Donnie and the coaching staff and Seth and his coaching staff have our guys practice. They get better in practice. They compete in practice. They push each other in practice. And that's just, you know, helping them into the game. So for me, training camp is a great time to evaluate, to see where we're at overall organizationally. Um, but I think there's a lot of competition within that room for, you know, not just jobs, but for um, ice time and spots on power play and penalty kill and um, all of that, which I think is, um, you know, a spot that maybe we weren't in, in you know, the last couple of years. Expectation or what kind of jump would you like to see from Jack Weiner, JJ Paterno? Well, yeah, you know, there's a balance, Paul. Like, um, what they did last year is pretty extraordinary at their age in the American Hockey League. Um, and, you know, so you're evaluating them on their body of work. Uh, they've certainly put themselves in a good position to show that they're ready to, to make this next step, but they're going to have to go on it. They're gonna, we're going to watch them in training camp closely. Um, but you don't. You also don't want them trying to be something they're not. They're feeling like, oh, this this shift, it's it's all in this shift because they've also put a pretty good body of work together to show us um, what they can do. But 
you know, I think they're both they're both driven to be great, and I think that their their summers of work that they put in, their body of work last year that they put in, now is for them mentally. Just me spending some time with them recently, um, I think mentally they feel like okay, we're ready to to take on this challenge. So um, no pressure, no expectation, other than them just being themselves. I guess something when it comes to, to roster spots and competition for jobs, is it a sure thing? as much of a should. Do you want UPL in Rochester? And where are you with you? How confident are you in your goaltending situation when knowing that Craig is his age and Comrie has played, you know, I think I got it right here, 28 career games. How confident are you that you have that settled in, in, in UPL? Yeah, it's, it's a fair question. You know, I guess to really answer it, I'd want to give you guys perspective on the, the whole picture that we looked at for goaltending is signing Hauser and Warm to, you know, AHL deals, depth, very good goaltenders and tremendous people, the type of people we want in this organization. Uh, you look at um, the signing of Subban, you know, as someone that we felt is a player that we know can play, has experience, he's at a good age, and he is about as good of a human being as you can have, and just in terms of the way he carries himself every day, and he truly, he wanted to be here, a guy that had been on, you know, one-way deals, um, you know, to want to re-sign here with us, I think says a lot about him um, and who he is, and then, you know, UPL specifically, and I've had this conversation with him multiple times, and this maybe sounds little odd, I don't know, but I, it's more about starts for him. It's more about where he gets his, 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 less about where he gets his minutes, more about him getting his minutes. And I truly believe that because, you know, he's had some challenges of, you know, with injuries and just, you know, getting himself into that rhythm um, of having that foundation to build on. And what I've talked to him about is we believe in him. We believe in him 100%. He's going to be a very good National Hockey League goalie. What we want to do is when he's here, he's ready. And not just here to be here, but he's ready. And so we're open. We'll see how it shakes out, um, but we want him playing. You know, when I look at Craig Anderson and, you know, you guys know how we feel about him as a person and what he's done in this you know, organization in a short time and how much he helped our locker room. But we also feel really good about him as a goaltender. You know, I don't want to just say that he's, he's such a good veteran because I felt last year um, every time he put on the equipment and played for us, he gave us a chance to win. You know, he he's, he's understands the, the way he needs to play to have success. He really helped our young defensemen. And then, if, you know, you flip to, you know, Eric Comrie, that we really felt um, the body of work he's put in, the age he's had, uh, when you mesh it all together, we just feel like he's in a position in his career where he's ready to take the next step. You know, now he has to go earn that and prove that. But also, when you look at Craig Anderson in, in the way he we believe that he can kind of mentor and help him, um, is, is where we're at and why we made the decisions we made. But we do feel, um, we feel good. We feel that we're in a position where, where these guys are going to give us a chance to win hockey games um, every night, and that's, you know, that's why we made the decisions we did in the summer. When you watched uh, Cousins in the World Championship, and he told me he had never played left wing before, and area's first shift on the left wing, and he played left wing the whole tournament, what did you take out of the performance you saw for him? Because he was playing well at the end of the year, year but the puck wasn't going in. Well, he led that tournament in goal scoring. So what, what did you take away when you saw him in that tournament? 
Well, there's a couple of takeaways I had specifically on that. One, versatility is critical, in my opinion, um, to have players in our lineup that can play multiple positions. They can slide from wing to center. You can play lefty, righty. Um, and I'll say just generally, it's it's much more comfortable for a winger growing up, or a, sorry, a center growing up to be able to slide to the wing than vice versa. It just it's a it's tough to go the other way, but so didn't surprise me that Dylan is kind of a natural center his whole life was able to slide to the wing no problem. But the second part that I liked probably um, really more specifically about Dylan and what he did at the World Championships was you know he and I had a real good chat before he left after the season and he said you know I said well what is your goal like don't just go over there to go and play some more hockey like what are you looking to get out of this and he said I want to score goals. He said, I, I know I can score goals in the National Hockey League. I know I've been getting chances, but I want to go over there and, and find my scoring touch. And like you said, it went well. So I think he went over with a specific goal in mind, and he produced. So, um, you know, Donnie, my goal was to give Donnie as many talented hockey players as, as we can, both up front and on D and in net, and then let him figure out how to, to get it to shake out. But I think versatility and having guys be able to slide to wing or center back and forth is really helpful. Kevin, the, the number of prospects have the way you finished last season has created more good feelings around this team probably since Jack's second year and maybe even further than that um, what's a good season in your mind it's going to be tough to make up a 25 point gap and make the playoffs you're going to want to see your young players get better but people are still dealing with this playoff drought what's going to be a good season well I I don't want to sound like I'm I'm ducking the question because I'm not going to give you a point total because I think it's dangerous to do that. But what I can tell you is at the end of last season, I started to feel like our players went into games believing we were going to win. There was a different energy, a different mindset, a different confidence, a different trust within each other than maybe we had had previously. And you have to earn that. So as I think about our division and I think about playing those teams and how good those teams are and the respect our, you know, I know we have for those teams and what they've done, um, I'm excited to see if we can get to the point where we go and play those teams and our guys, we, we can beat this team tonight and we're going to beat this team tonight and here's why. So how that translate, in, translate exactly into the standings, you know, we'll, we'll let it shake out. But what I go back to is are we winning the day? Are we pushing each other? Are we are we helping each other get better? Even though you're going to have some ups and downs, especially with younger players, um, but do I sense that we're improving across the board? That's what I'm looking for, um, and I can't wait. And I've told the players yesterday. And by the way, we're all in this together. We're going to go through this together. Um, not you're not by yourself, you know. And I think if the players feel that support and they know that we're all in this together, it just naturally helps them stay calm, do their job. And, what growth have you seen from Rasmus Staline off the ice? And from your perspective last season, what was it like seeing him have the season that he did? Rasmus is a really impressive person. Uh, he cares so much. He loves being a Buffalo Sabre. He wants to be here. He loves his teammates. He is ultra competitive, and he's driven to be the best, period. So... What I saw at Erasmus was a maturity last year that even if things maybe weren't going perfectly for him, there was a calmness and a belief that 
okay, I'm going out the next shift. And I give Donnie and Marty and the coaching staff a lot of credit for that because he had that confidence from them. You know, if he made a mistake, you're going right back out there and you're going to fix it. And he did. He self-corrected very well. He, he wants to learn. Um, so I think he's just a player now that's entering, you know, a few years in the league. You start to understand what this league's all about. There's a, there's a confidence and a quiet, what I'll call it a quiet swagger about him in a good way, you know, where he just believes in himself and he believes in this team. Um, so I'm excited for Rasmus. Uh, you know, he went and did the media tour in Vegas and, you know, really he's handling himself well in these types of situations off the ice too, which is all part of, all part of this. Um, so, uh, and he's a pretty good golfer. Played golf with him a couple of weeks ago and, uh, spent some time with him just, you know, just talking and he's just, he's just a really special person. You know, we're, we're, we're lucky to have him. When it comes to your expectations that you're talking about, how do you keep patient and knowing where you are in your build while looking around the Eastern Conference, which has been a tough eight to crack for not just the Sabres, but a lot of other teams. And then seeing what the Devils, or sorry, seeing what the Blue Jackets in Ottawa have done, and you essentially standing pat, having confidence in your roster. How do you, how did you maintain patience in knowing where this team is and knowing that you still have a daunting challenge to crack that top eight? Yeah, I... I understand the question, John. I think where, where I get to with that is just really, really um, focusing on our own group. Um, every team's in a different spot. Um, they're going to make their own decisions. Um, we know there's good hockey teams out there. This is a tough league. Um, but what, what in my position, what I didn't want to do was waver from um, our, our vision, our strategy of how we're going to build this the right way with the right people um, and let any noise or outside, you know, things going on with other teams affect us. Stay the course, um, be patient, um, trust the process of what we're doing here and what, what our, what our you know, long, short and long-term goals are, um, and stick with it. You know, and that's, that's what we did this summer. Was that, were you mindful of the fact that in the past that previous GMs here have perhaps rushed the process and screwed it up? <laughs> no, I mean, I honestly don't even think about that. I, I'm so focused on on us and what we're doing every day um you know i i've said this before and i really really strongly believe this you have to learn from the past but you can't live in the past so i certainly look at things that have happened before and why decisions were made and try to understand it but i'm more focused on learning from it and then seeing how can we help this group and you know that's why i mean quite honestly you know, targeting Comrie and Labushkin were, were critical for us because we identified kind of some needs of what we want to do and why, and, and you know, we were fortunately able to get that done. But um, you can also get super scattered and try to accomplish so many different things that you end up, you know, maybe not doing anything. So we kind of, uh, we were targeted for what we wanted to do and feel fortunate that we were able to get that done. Kevin, how busy are you right now dealing with other GMs? Um, there's some significant injuries around the league. There are unsigned players and they probably recognize that you have a lot of young talent as well in your organization. So just wondering, you know, what it feels like at this time of year, maybe compared to past years as far as how active you are with them. Yeah, a lot of conversations over, I'd say, uh, you know, just around Labor Day and past when, when everybody gets back into, well, the season's coming, coming fast. Um, yeah, I think teams look at our situation, you know, and say, hey, they might want to add a player. Um, 
you know, maybe they think that we can help them. We're not in the business of doing anyone favors. I can promise you that. Um, we would do something if we think it makes sense. Uh, I get calls every day um, asking about our young players and kind of what the question just was that, hey, would you be interested in this? But it's going to cost you this. And the answer has been no because it hasn't made sense for us. But my job is to be in every single conversation, be open to doing anything we can do um, to help our team. But what we won't do is something, you know, in the short term or short-sighted that we believe, you know, could hurt us down the road. We have to stay disciplined. We have to trust that what we're doing is going to get us where we need to be, and that's that's our focus. Is it possible Spencer Silva earns himself a contract? Yeah, it is. I, I think he was, to me, outstanding in the uh, rookie tournament. Uh, he's a player we watched very closely going into the draft. Our scouts had quite a book on him. Um, character person, you know, elite skater, you know, athlete, that type of player. So he's someone we'll watch close. Um, but we were, you know, really impressed with him during the rookie camp on and off the ice. And, you know, that's why he got the invite. Kevin, were you at all uncomfortable with Ben Bishop? I mean, he wasn't going to play here. But working for another organization, did that make you no, it's just um, there is actually you know not right now, but um, it's not something. It's something I talked to Jim about right off the bat, you know, in terms of where this was and where he was in his own health. And um, you guys know why we made that you know decision in the summer. And uh, but no, not at all. Casey Middleton had a tough year last year. He got going later on. But just what gives you confidence that he can get back to the player maybe he was a year ago when he started the season? Well, Casey, first of all, for me, is um, really matured over the years, and he is extremely driven to be his best. I, I think he's a guy that um, I could see it in him last year. He wanted so bad to get back and playing and playing at the level he knows he can play at, but it's tough when you go through what he went through and trying to play catch-up during the year. He's had a good summer. He looks really good. I spent uh, a couple weeks ago, um, like I mentioned about Rasmus, I, I took some of the guys on the team that were in town, I took them all out golfing, and we just spent some time together. And Casey was in my group, and just, you know, for four hours talking on the golf course just about, you know, his summer and what he did and his focus. And um, he, he's, he's a really um, intelligent, hardworking, um, self-aware player. And I think those are the types of guys that have success. So I, I'm excited for Casey to be healthy. Um, to get out there and be able to play his game, and I know I know he's put the work in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.